0: Beep boop. Yeah. We're recording now. You always do that. <laughs> beep boop.
1: You don't beep need boop. to say beep
0: boop. Beep I boop. my soul tells me I
1: must.
0: <laughs> is the thing. Beep boop. Beep boop. Beep boop. Uh, it just it, I have to have something like tangible, because it's otherwise such a painless process that I need to make it yeah. real for me. When we start recording Cryptic Keeper like on Audacity in the same room, you don't ever do a beep boop. No. So how I, dare I literally, you? And Audacity doesn't make a beep-boop sound, so I don't know why I've convinced myself that this sound has to happen for me to start talking, but it is what it is. The Audacity. Bye.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's literally the pun already being made by the brand itself. It's not anything... I bring no novelty to the table. It's a recycled pun, but good nonetheless. Yes. Okay, so, how we all doing today? What's our What's our energy... <laughs> we good
1: decent it's amber
0: it's Um, amber amber is the color of our energy i ate a popsicle for breakfast
2: oh that's a great energy
0: it was just really hot in my room and i didn't want any regular food (laughs) like it was just i don't have any vents in my room if there's one thing i don't like about Mm. my room it's that there are no vents in it yeah Mm. um so it gets very stuffy in here uh so i didn't want any like my first instinct upon waking up was just like i want a popsicle um (laughs) That is fair. So I had a strawberry popsicle for breakfast. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's where my energy's at. If that's like indicative for you,
1: inside uh, of that popsicle that just, is now inside of that, you.
0: Yes, strawberry <laughs> popsicle for breakfast. Energy is more so what I mean. But yeah. Okay. Quick question for Andrew. Yeah. Which of our Wi-Fi networks tends to work better? Is it Ranger Station or Ranger Station to range harder? Because
2: which of them is better?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm having like my. My Discord video signal is going from like green to red a couple times, and I just don't yeah. want it to drop. Make
2: sure, make sure you are on. Um... Oh well, in that room, it's the farthest from our signal, so maybe Ranger Station.
0: So which one?
2: Ranger Station One. Okay, the that's original one I'm on
0: right now. Ranger Station so. original flavor. Cool. If it's, that's the
2: one you're on, then go to the other. You one.
0: haven't dropped out on me or anything. Like I haven't lost. Yeah, your no, signal. I, I haven't dropped out all the way. <laughs> it's just a matter of like I want to make sure I don't. For sure.
1: Yeah, for me, it just, like, it freezes a tiny bit, but then it continues. Like, I'm on Ranger Station 2 range harder.
0: I love hearing these just said so casually. It's very good. Well, I'm trying Ranger (laughs) Station 2 range harder now, so we'll see which one of these sort of works better. Yeah. For me. Yeah. I don't know. It will be good either way. Cool. It's fall. It's not fall yet, but it is fall. It's becoming Mm -hmm. progressively more fall. Um, in our world and in our beautiful fictional world that we've crafted for ourselves. Oh. <laughs> Revenant is real. Revenant, it is real. It is real, I believe. Um, okay, so Thank I just you. want to take a quick moment on that note to go back over safety mechanics. Um yes. because Revenant is real and real to all of us and real to all of our wonderful listeners. Um so just again to clarify, we do have script change in effect. If you guys ever choose to use it um it's sort of come out a couple times like casually or jokingly but in seriousness if you ever do need to pause or fast forward or rewind to the fiction yes um, absolutely just let me know shout it out we'll run with it This arc, I definitely am not planning on it being like quite as rough as the last one was. Oh, so I'm not going to find a dead body? (laughs) No, no, it is not my plan for you to find any dead bodies. Um, However, the nature of this arc is such that it's really loosely structured, and so I don't necessarily know exactly what's going to happen or what's going to come up. So I don't Mm -hmm. have trigger warnings to give you is mm-hmm. the thing. So on that note, is there anything you guys can think of right offhand that you need me to specifically and concretely avoid? I'm guessing we don't want to find any more dead bodies. I would like to not find any more dead bodies for right now. Okay, um, no dead bodies. Dead bodies are I off mean, the table. The thing about, is that like, my number one thing that I have to be warned about in media is something that I really can't imagine coming up in Horror Borealis. No. So I just... No. Uh, so I should be okay in my world oh, I don't think also, so also if I could unless this interferes with your monster, z- monster design if I could tentatively request um, no parasites or spiders no parasites Thank no you. spiders because nope. now we've officially covered like my two biggest phobias in the world so <laughs> yeah. because unless you guys decide to take a little road trip to visit Jeffrey um, no giant spiders and no parasites no spiders of any or <laughs> Paris, okay, fine. Parasites are so last season, uh, so we're not going to worry with that. I was going to say, you said giant spiders. I did not say giant. I said spiders. Spiders actually don't <laughs> exist in this world. There are actually no spiders in Revenant Alaska. That's it's wild. There are no species of spider native to Revenant Alaska. That puts Spawn Song in like wait, a when... whole different light. Oh yeah. <laughs>
1: When Siobhan just, like, finds all of these eight-legged giant creatures. <laughs>
0: God, that makes it worse. Actually, she I can't tell that. if that would, would that make it she better or that. worse? Because there's something bad about knowing something should be a I certain size and finding it bigger than that. But, like, also if you had never seen a thing yeah. like that before at all. I mean, they've seen, I'm sure bad. they know what spiders are, Alex. They just, <laughs> oh, excuse me. <laughs> I didn't realize. <laughs> just because there are no native species doesn't mean, like, like they've, gone to elementary school science class they've seen a picture in a textbook <laughs> that's fair and, and two of the three of you are from other places yeah. that are not revenant so it's really just mariah who has no idea what a spider okay. is. <laughs> she runs the library alex she has and she's never needed to look up spiders <laughs> yep she has never in her life seen a picture of a spider in a book ever uh very good okay So, running with that, it's a fresh start. It's a clean slate. It's a new season coming at you. And by Saturday, and by season, we mean fall. (laughs) Fall, fall time. Great. So, we ended our winter lewd on sort of a bit of a time skip. Okay. So we're picking up the action of this story on September third, nineteen ninety-six. Now, before we launch in, I would like to know just really quickly what you guys have been up to in the interim and I know that I've like harped on this a little bit and we spent a lot of last time like with me trying to be like okay but what are you doing now and what are you doing now and I know that that's like not as fun as launching into plot but there's a reason Mm -hmm. I'm doing it and that reason is because specifically I really don't like the idea that you guys would have like gone through all of the events of the last arc and, you know, developed all of these bonds and, like, made all of these revelations and become, like, this emotionally vulnerable with each other and then just been, like, all right, cool, go do See your ya. thing. <laughs> like, I don't like the idea that we would find these, like, vulnerable people mm-hmm. in our community and then just sort of put them out so, to dry again. <laughs> be like, well, the plant's gone, so, like, figure it out, I guess. So <laughs> I, I do want to establish that there have been some mm-hmm. shifts in social dynamics in the town and that there have been, like, some people that we've started to invest ourselves in and because that is going to be, I think, what makes the rest of the narrative action. Interesting. And so that's kind of like the payoff for me. um, and that's why I'm asking you guys this. So if you could just tell me like basically what you've been up to in the past two or three weeks, um, in this particular time skip and we'll roll from there. So I'm, I'm going to make a call right now. I'm just going to make a decision right now that may or may not affect, uh, affect some listeners on a, in, in an emotional way. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to make the call that, and again, nothing serious. Mariah can't be tied down at this point. She's got so much going on. But I would like to make the call that perhaps uh, Mariah and Rita have been casually seeing each other. After, I mean, you rescue a gal and carry her in a piggyback. Like, (laughs) it's got to go somewhere. It's going to go some places. Yeah, I think. I think it would be weird if you didn't start talking more after that. Like, there are two ways you can go from there, and that's to never talk again or <laughs> or to maybe like begin to fall in love. Um yeah, <laughs> I mean, who can say? Who can say? But yes. No, I like that. So, why don't you tell me what sort of thing have you guys been doing? Like I know it's it's cash. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not like a super long-term um, thing yet, yeah, but like, what like what have you just been a little to? thing is I've been invited back a couple more times onto the radio station to discuss uh to discuss like um watch uh for sort of un explainable phenomenon in the greater Revenant area. <laughs> um, definitely have come back on as a oh, resource, yes, like absolutely. So a, a, super, a paranormal correspondent, if you will. Um, yeah, I think that definitely, like, Rita has probably had you on mm. the morning show a few times. I think also you mentioned to me earlier, out mm. of the recording, that you wanted to have been spending more time with Zoe as well. And I think, oh, yeah. maybe, um, I think maybe Rita has let you guys... Have sort of like an evening show that you do, where oh. you do sort of like a revenant coast to coast deal, and I think oh that you and God. Zoe maybe like once a week have sort of this thing you're trying out, where you do like you you field calls and and talk about that sort of thing. That is so fully the dream for these characters that I don't even know if I can articulate exactly how excited I am about that. But- okay, good. So yeah, so you have been spending um, more time with Rita, and I you guys haven't put like a label on it no, anything yet. No, no labels. You? Didn't think so, Um, but maybe like, you know, radio time here or there, maybe there was a movie that you invited her over to your place to watch Mm -hmm. one evening, and we'll leave that sort of nebulous to um, Um, just to come over and watch my VHS copy of (laughs) E.T. Oh, thank God. (laughs) How was Independence Day, by the way? Did you enjoy Independence Day? Oh, it
1: was great. Remember, I think I told you that it's Disclosure.
0: Yeah, we did talk about that. Was um, but, uh, I'm really glad that Independence Day, starring Will Smith, is a touchstone of the horror Borealis lore. Yeah, also, also, um, who is the villain of E.T., Alex? <laughs> you know, that's a very good oh, I was going to say question. it's the government, but that was... It is the government. It's absolutely Which the government. Which is why it's one of Mariah's favorite movies. And she does cry okay, a little bit at the end, but she would never tell anybody. That's okay. That's okay, yeah. I think it's, it's good. So I need you, you know, to know and... that... Um, oh, and also, she... Um, for her movie snack, I just care about Mariah a lot. Anyway, for her movie snack, when she watches E.T. with people, she will make popcorn, and then she will pour Reese's Pieces into the popcorn and mix them up. Oh, very good. And do like a fun Oh, snack. very good. A thematic and sweet and salty snack. Oh, that's so good. Um, but Excellent. yes. <laughs> also, I think now, I know that's something that doesn't really come up a lot, because it's just not the nature of an audio fiction, and we haven't really been describing the characters in this way. Mm-hmm. I am... Picturing Rita as being probably about ten years older than Mariah. Yeah, I don't know how that affects your your. If it doesn't, that's fine. I just wanted to make sure you were aware. Oh yeah, of that. no, I'm okay with that. If that's the road you want to go down, great, cool. She's like the awesome older radio lesbian. Yeah, I, love that. And I was I love gonna say. Too. I was gonna say we're both we're all adults here. I'm uh, Mariah is yeah. like twenty six. It's not like. Mm-hmm. Like right out of yeah, high no, school. no, it's not like yeah. it's not like bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of well, it. Well, she's she's a grounding, a grounding kind of personality, which is which go. is helpful. Also, I would definitely say that whether she has taken this invitation or not, Rita has for sure been invited to uh, our our meetings at Big Billy's Diner. Um, <laughs> I, she Okay, so it hasn't been that long. I think she hasn't come yeah. back yet, but she is planning on okay, it. It just hasn't lined up with her broadcasting schedule. Very good. Um, anyway, okay, great. My so club. that's what Mariah's been up to, and I love yeah. that. Um, Martha, what have you been up to?
1: Um, Well, hanging out with Ben a little bit more. <laughs> um, I still don't know if we've decided that it's, like, official or not. Um I will
0: tell you, if that is a thing that's going to happen, almost definitely Martha's going to have to be the person to start oh, that conversation. Oh, sweet man. Yeah, so it, it
1: hasn't happened oh, sweet yet. Man. Okay. <laughs> um so, but yeah, we've been hanging out a lot more. Um and I would assume that I would be going to the Ranger station a little bit more, probably seeing Shabon and I don't know why I just said Shabam. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Siobhan Cinnabon and, uh, and... <laughs> yeah, I saw Cinnabon, Cinnabon and then the other guy, Ooh. um, Bean, <laughs> is that his name? <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, so Director Kennedy saw him a little bit cause he's there, Riley. Um, okay, so you're,
0: you're beginning to be a bit more of a presence yeah. around. Yeah. yeah, cool. I like that too.
1: Yeah, and possibly like going to the- uh, the diner and
0: yeah, nice. just
1: hanging out a little bit rather than staying in my house all the time.
0: Aw, see, that's so yeah. nice. I'm so glad that we're having this conversation because these are the kinds want, of things that are important I love to her. me. Very good. I love Martha being a gal about town. Let her go. <laughs> yes, queen. <Okay. laughs> and what has Siobhan been up to?
2: Siobhan has been um, hanging out with Adam Kennedy more. Nice. Yeah.
0: yeah. What do you guys just get up like to? like
2: after. After um, all of the stuff that went down with him, um, I think she probably feels like maybe she should be a better friend to him than just like an employee that works with him sometimes. Yeah. And by sometimes, I mean like all the time. (laughs)
0: Like all the time, because we've decided that this whole national park is staffed by four people.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. Absolutely.
0: Um, Which is, you know... The most realistic part of Horror Borealis.
2: Yeah, Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, Cool. Um, Yeah, no, I like that. And I think probably right after things went down, he was a bit like reluctant just because I think he didn't want to be seen as like a pity case, you know, but definitely Mm -hmm. at the same time, like is appreciative of having more to do with himself than just like work and then go home and, you know, be uh-huh. sort of the disgruntled anti-social that he is. So yes, that's good. Sure. What kind of things do you guys get up to?
2: Um Well, we don't have a whole lot in common really. So um I think we found like a commonality in, I don't know, some like playing, playing billiards or playing pool or something. Yeah, like that. I
0: like that. Adam Kennedy is like yeah. for sure a billiards guy, but yeah, yeah that sounds good to me. Um, So where do you play?
2: We play at the um, billiards shop and bar. It's like a bar slash billiards place downtown.
0: Oh, tell me more about downtown, Revenant.
2: You know, it's down in the town.
0: Um, I'll give you this. Uh, Let me give you some options that I think could work here. Yes, please. (laughs) Um, down in the bar town. Bar and billiards, I, s- I do like. I think if you're going to go with that mm-hmm. option, what that's going to be actually is Hawk's Tavern.
2: <laughs> oh, right. Yeah, I, I Um Or that. you, could, you or could make an argument. Big Billies after dark. What? <laughs> big Billies after dark. He shuts down at like uh, seven or eight, Reopens opens at nine, as a bar and billiards shop.
0: That is some aggressive competition for a town with like two businessmen in it. <laughs>
2: No, let's go with,
0: Hawk. okay. let's go with Hawk's or place. Or you can make an argument for there being billiards at the Funplex. Um, or Adam probably has a billiards table. But um, but any of those options is fine. Let's go with the tavern.
2: Okay.
0: So we'll do the tavern. Um, And that's good. So you guys have been playing occasionally. I feel like some of your other adult friends probably have occasionally joined you. Like, um, Sure. You know, probably sometimes the sheriff is there. Sometimes I would think Billy would be there. Hawk is there because it's his tavern. Sometimes he probably mm-hmm. plays with you guys. Um, so, cool. I like all of that. I don't really see Helen Danvers as a Helen. billiards individual.
2: Mm, okay. Fine.
0: But but Lillian Pierce, maybe. Yeah. She probably plays a mean game of billiards. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know cool. she does. Cool. So, that's nice. So, you've been sort of expanding your social circle as well. Not that yeah, Siobhan ever wasn't a socialite, because I always kind of get the feeling that she's like, oh, yeah. very confident and popular with the other grown adults in town. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that that's good. I like that. Excellent. So this is the state of things in Revenant when we pick up where we are. On that note, mm-hmm. it's September where 3rd. Where are we? <laughs> uh, okay. On that note, it is the morning of September 3rd, which is a Tuesday. Mariah, where are you at the moment? Me? <laughs> no, all the other Marias. <laughs> They're just imitating. Okay, yeah, where are you right now? Um, I mean, probably in the library, right? I would presume, yes, but I didn't want to speak for you. Did sorry, I say Tuesday mornings were your day off or <laughs> I something? I don't know why that threw me off so hard. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Me? <laughs> I think I didn't expect to be asked where I was. I'm so sorry. Um, in the library. Okay, so you're in the library. What are you up to? What kind of work has got you busy this morning? Well, I think uh, maybe uh, shelving some new some new books we got in. Ooh, nice. Anything good? Um, I don't know what books came out what year, so I really couldn't tell you. Maybe Big <laughs> Billy has another mystery out. I don't know. <laughs> that guy works fast. <laughs> he's, Let me look, tell you. He is the James Patterson of Revenant. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But he's so much yes. better. He's so much better than James Patterson. So much better in every conceivable way um very good. Okay, so you're shelving some some new arrivals. His books are what will eventually inspire the uh I believe it's Hallmark movie series Murder She Baked. <laughs> which is real. You can look up Murder She Baked. It's real. I know that's okay. real because um yeah, wait. Okay, so during the brief period of time when I worked at Books a Million, <laughs> One of the um, the aisles I was responsible for shelving because they put me over in the coffee shop because I had coffee experience, which was, like, so frustrating. I'm like, I want to work at a bookstore. Um, but during all of the inevitable down hours that we had, because it wasn't a very good coffee bar, no. um, I was responsible for shelving and organizing and, like, knowing the aisles, like, right next to the coffee shop, which included audiobooks, um, like, mystery fiction, westerns, yeah. and erotica.
1: <laughs> That's, <laughs> like, the best mix So you ever. must have
0: seen... If you were in Mysteries, you definitely saw some murder she baked. Oh, I absolutely did. I saw so many of them. So I like the minute you described this book in the first episode where it came up. I knew exactly what you were talking about, and I Very love good. it. I I've never seen any of the film adaptations. I do know they exist. I, I, I know. I that, don't know if I'm willing to go far enough into the lore to sit yeah, down and watch. I know them, that but... the chocolate chip cookie murder is one of them. That's not a joke. <laughs> I know that's a. I know that is one. I have not seen it. <laughs> Yeah, he definitely writes in the genre of cozy mystery, which I love. Which is like my mom's favorite genre, so I can jam with that. Oh, Gina, oh, she loves them. Um, <laughs> of course, she does. So you're shelving those those good new arrivals, those cozy mysteries mm-hmm. that have come in. Good weather for it too, you know, as things start exactly. to change. People love a cozy mystery in the Excellent. fall. Great, yeah. Um, but you get a phone call. Okay. Now, do you have a caller ID in a library? I do not. Is a question I'm curious about. Okay. Okay. think because like on the, the budget hand, for caller ID in the library? <laughs> well, I don't know. You are a paranoiac who inherited a library previously owned by a paranoiac, so I didn't know if, like, caller ID was a thing that you guys... I mean, but also at the same time, can you imagine that anyone has updated the phone technology in that library in the last 30 years? Or in this town, yeah. period. I was going to say, if you in think caller ID is available in Revenant, Alaska, <laughs> you've got another thing coming. <laughs> Caller ID in Revenant, Alaska is just shouting out the front door to see who is cu- who else is currently on the phone, exactly. because chances are that's that's exactly. who it is. <laughs> OK, um, so make, can you make the tel- can you do the ringing sound, please, so I can immerse myself? Bring, bring. OK. Bring, bring. Hello. Uh, Mariah, is that you? Yeah. Is this uh Kennedy? Yeah. You recognize those dulcet tones anywhere, huh? <laughs> yeah, I don't get a lot of calls here either, so. Shocker. Well, anyway, um, you know that thing you had me looking into for you? Mm-hmm. I think I got yeah. a lead on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you want to come by and talk about it? Uh, I'm at work till about two today, but I can meet you somewhere after that. Okay. Um, Billy's? Works for me. All right. Perfect. Thank you. All right. I'll see you then. Sounds good. Click. I'm not about to discuss sensitive information over the phone. Oh no, and not much for small talk. This guy. No, I like that about him. It's a it's a good quality in somebody who is you know handling sensitive information. Honestly, so, one of my favorite things in the world is the natural evolution because I've not I there's no there's no pushing of this, but just the natural evolution toward Mariah and Kennedy quite 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 liking each other as human beings. But, it's very wholesome, and I enjoy it a lot. Well, even though he's a government stooge. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> He's not really, though, because he is really, like, doing his own thing. His 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 uh, responsibility is first and foremost to the parks and to the people. And I'm like, all right. Damn straight. That's right. He answers to no governmental bodies. The park service cannot be chained. Mm-hmm. All right. So, um, is there anything else that you want to do or anything else that you want to sort of explore or anything else you want to sort of narratively put in place before we flip over to the next mini-scene? I think I would like to just once more because getting the call from Kennedy would remind me of that. Um, I am sure that there is a phone number for Isabelle's bookstore. Oh, yes. I would, yes, I would, would like be. to call her and just see if she's still, see if it's still empty or if she's back there. Wow. I didn't count on you having a phone. Huh? <laughs> no, I just, this is me. Like, facepalming myself because like in a scene that I explicitly set up to use a phone to call you I like it never occurred to me that you would use a phone to do this to call thing. other people wow! <laughs> to what a surprise. Other people. who does that I mean to be fair I think this might be the first time I have ever made a phone call in this game but <laughs> no that's not true you called into the radio oh, station true 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 true, true. But that's different, and that set off a chain of events that has sparked passionate yeah, hearts all over just saying, the Discord server. That's different. So. That's, that was for love. No, um, uh, <laughs> Are you saying this is? I mean, it is. Here's the thing: can't put labels on what's going on with Rita because Isabel still exists, uh, <laughs> supposedly. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> haven't seen her in a bit. But <clears throat> okay, yeah. Um. Okay, so you mm. what? Side note: Is your face canon for Isabel also Carmen from Glow? <laughs> Yes, it absolutely okay, is. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> good. I'm glad we got that out of the way. Um, okay, yeah, so you call book the booknook the book in Fairbanks. Yeah. Excellent. Wow. Bring bring <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, no, gimme give, give me one or two more. I just bring, got a... bring.
2: Mm-hmm. bring bring bring
0: mm-hmm. bring. Okay. <laughs> um Isabel's booknook. Hey, Isabel. Mariah? Yeah, I um Oh my god, I really need to get caller ID in this place. Yeah, um I I've heard it's helpful. I but I wanted to check and see if you were okay. Uh yes. Yeah, every um Is there anything I can do for you? No, I just um I came by Fairbanks uh a couple weeks ago and I stopped by and um the place was closed and I just it seemed weird, so I wanted to Um a bit short staffed these days, but okay. Um, I, I do want to go ahead and say that you are not being lied to, but there definitely would be some connection in your mind of like, something's wrong. "Mm, I don't think you'd be getting the impression that something is wrong so much as like, you know, those scenes in movies where like, you connect to the other end and then like, they are having a conversation that's very different for the sake Mm -hmm. of whoever else might be yes. around that's what i mean something is um, off rather not wrong yeah so something is off so she is like communicating with you but not yes, in a direct and I'm way i'm picking up on that as well um cool so i think um so i uh wanted to talk to you about i pick up on the kind of maybe don't mm-hmm. talk about sensitive stuff which i wouldn't right. do over the phone generally anyway i wanted to talk to you about potentially uh Um, a collaboration between uh the library out here and uh your store do you think you might have some time to come out to revenant in the next week and meet with me you know what um actually i think i might let me check on some dates in my calendar and get back to you just uh you know where to reach me um you can give me a call here all right thanks so much mariah all right take care Mm -hmm. you too i am nervous. (laughs) <laughs> I'm very nervous yeah okay so I do want to clarify that like it did not sound as if she was being like she wasn't being held up or anything it's not like she is in or was in immediate danger right. it is more just that she is very very cautious about no, that's what I mean it's... the information she's sending and receiving oh, yeah, no, totally. yeah, yeah, I mean I just want to make sure that like this is coming oh, across no, yeah. I don't clearly. think she's like and I that for you it is yeah. I want to make sure that like textually for everyone this is the same yeah I don't think the same interpretation I don't think she's like being held at gunpoint or anything I just know that something (laughs) something is a little bit off and over the phone is not the place to discuss whatever is going on correct yes okay she sent me some I was gonna say I just received some very cryptic mail from her so I'm gonna want to talk talk with her about it that's a reasonable development yes did you like my cover story it was very good yeah (laughs) Thank you. A collaboration. Well, in all seriousness, I'm like maybe I could yeah, buy some stock from her. Book that would be a reasonable thing do to do. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I've not. Um. I think that's it for now. I'd probably get back to my shelving and just kind of uh, keep an eye on the time and wait to meet with Kennedy at Big Billy's later. Hi everyone. This is your keeper speaking. Thank you so much for tuning in yet again to listen to our little show and visit us right here in Revenant, Alaska. I messed up last week and exported the episode without the mid-roll in it, so it's been a bit. I hope you enjoyed our Summer Frights episode a couple weeks back, but I also hope you're just as excited to get back to the story at hand and really start pulling on the threads of our mystery. One of the things that's weird about pulling from a backlog is that occasionally we'll talk about seasonal events that really don't line up, so for the sake of this episode today, just pretend that it's early fall, okay? Of course, if you want to get all of the episodes in real time, you can always access more Horror Borealis episodes in advance by pledging to the Cryptid Keeper podcast on Patreon. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D, Keeper, on Patreon. That's where this show got its start as a backer exclusive and where the story still continues to this day. That's also not the only way to get more horror Borealis in your ears, though. If you are a donor to the OneShot Network Patreon, then you can hear our monthly AU series, where we take the main characters of AHB and reinvent them in a different game system each time we play. So far, we've done a Star Wars adventure in Edge of the Empire, we've done an 80s high school AU in Kids on Bikes, uh, we did some superhero fun in masks, and we also did a wild rump in a one-shot system called Oh Dang, Bigfoot Stole My Car With My Friend's Birthday Present Inside. I'm not sure yet what we're doing for June. We've um, tossed around the idea of doing like a really straightforward high fantasy type thing or of trying to dig into some scarier indie games. So if you know of anything that would make a really great choice um, or if you have any games that you particularly love for Pride Month, uh, let us know. We're always open to suggestions and we love trying out new systems, of course. We are definitely not the only reason to support the One-Shot Network, nor are we the best one. The One-Shot Network is a really exceptional group of people that just keeps growing and improving and building new and more interesting seats at the table. If you have the ability to support them, I really hope you'll consider it. And if that support can't be financial right now, then I hope you'll at least take the opportunity to check out some of the other shows on the network. There are a ton of really phenomenal offerings, no matter what it is that you like. If you like actual play podcasts, then there are tons to choose from with phenomenal different perspectives and systems being explored from some really, really cool people. If you like theory discussion, um, there are podcasts like Character Creation Cast or Session Zero, which explores sort of what goes into playing a game and what it looks like for the people who are just getting into it, or Design Doc, which is about designing games from scratch. Um... If you really like talking about like the more nitty-gritty of game theory and game representation and sort of the issues at hand in the gaming community, there's stuff for that too. I really recommend uh, Asians Represent. They have some phenomenal perspectives on things that are quite often exploited and not really explored the way that they ought to be. So definitely give them a listen. Uh, if you like Monster of the Week as a system, you can go check out Iron Hides, which unlike us actually does play Monster of the Week. <laughs> And this setting is just absolutely the coolest thing. So please, 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 please go give them some of your time, give them some of your attention, and if you can, give them some of your money. Uh, If you don't have it to give, though, that's totally okay. There are dozens of other ways to support the network, whether that's by listening to shows and reviewing them or telling your friends or looping somebody new into the audience ship. That's nothing. That's not a word. It's too early for this. On another note, we are coming up on Gen Con this summer, and I know for a fact a lot of the network folks will be there in person running some amazing games and panels and tables. Um, Unfortunately, none of us from a horror borealis will be there as of right now, just money and scheduling aren't in the cards, but we do hope that you take the chance to check out what everyone else from the network has to offer. Or if you're going to be in Chicago on July 6th, you can come on out to the Cryptid Keeper and Campaign Live show to say hey to me, Addison, and Andrew. As always, the part of Mariah Harris is played by Addison Peacock. The part of Martha Campbell is played by Tim Warner. The part of Siobhan O'Shaughnessy is played by Andrew Giada, who also composed our excellent theme music. And I'm your keeper, Alex Flanagan. Thank you to the OneShot Network for having us, and enjoy the show! Bye! Siobhan! Park Mom! Our yes mom, hello our, <laughs> hi how you doing
2: hey here she here she is oh
0: the one the only
2: the one the only. we love her
0: we stand a legend hello. we do <laughs> all right so tuesday morning um and it is i was gonna say it's up to you but i think it's not i think you're home this morning <laughs> i think Great. you're not we're not working at the moment is cool, what sort that. of Which relevant is to this Um, Choice is an Mm -hmm. illusion. You can pretend that you would have decided this anyway. Uh, But anyway, you... um,
2: Something compelled Siobhan to stay home this
0: morning. (laughs) She just got this feeling. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: No, um, the feeling you got is that you specifically scheduled today to meet with Eleanor Kennedy. Um, Oh, great. So I I believe who you are now waiting on. Um, And this... Okay, so this you can decide. Are you meeting her at your home or elsewhere?
2: Um, I think my home is fine.
0: Okay, great. That's probably best. You guys have some sensitive information to discuss, I would imagine. And I don't think she would want to do it in a public location. No. Especially not, you know, given the nature of what you're talking about. The only real yes. public location would be the diner. And I don't think she really wants to talk about that.
2: No, probably not.
0: It would be like slightly rude to just like roll up into Billy's diner and be like, let's loudly talk about that guy.
2: About this confidential thing.
0: <laughs> well, also specifically that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, might be a sore subject. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, a little bit. So. So. Um, how late is she?
0: <laughs> She's not late. She's very punctual, despite oh, the great. fact that she had a many hours long drive up from Fairbanks. So, you know, show a little respect.
2: Well, okay. <laughs>
0: um, okay, so she knocks on your door. Or rather, there is a knock on your door, and I'm assuming you greet it.
2: Yes.
0: Is that the same character? Yes?
2: No, that's me. That's me saying yes. Okay. All right. Yes, I do answer. All right. Great. Yes. Hello. Uh,
0: good morning, Siobhan.
2: Good morning. How are you today? Hi. Glad you... Good. I'm glad that you made it. Um, how, are, how was your drive?
0: Oh, not too bad. You know, long as always, but I'm an early riser anyway, so really no sweat off my back.
2: Well, thank you so much for coming, making it here.
0: Yeah. Glad to be a part of it. So... um. May I come in?
2: Yeah, yeah, please. Please, do you want some tea or coffee or anything?
0: Coffee would be phenomenal right now. Yeah,
2: and Siobhan goes and puts on a a pot of coffee.
0: Okay, great. Um, She comes in, and I'm not sure what the setup of your home is. Is your sort of, like, gathering area in your kitchen or, like, a living room or...
2: Yeah, she has... Siobhan has a ranch-style house, so just, like, one level. Um, There's a... uh, master bedroom and and like a guest bedroom Mm -hmm. um and then really like the living room is kind of the main area you walk in the door and right to the left just to the left there is a there's a living room area with like a nice couch okay great and that's where we that's where we are
0: okay excellent so she comes in there and um has like a a shoulder bag like a leather satchel very professional this lady um opens up and
2: siobhan is still in her feetsy pajamas
0: Please tell me more about the feetsy pajamas.
2: No, she's not actually, she's also dressed.
0: Okay, then tell me more about whatever on the contrast Siobhan is rocking uh, today.
2: Oh, I painted myself into a corner. Okay, um, you, you had feetsies and you, you
0: ran from that.
2: She's still got like Jinko jeans on, right? Those were, popular. I'm sorry, Jinko
0: jeans? It doesn't matter, Siobhan makes them look good.
2: Yeah, she does. Um, they're just huge then,
0: they're just huge pants
2: i think that's <laughs>
0: big the right big thing pants. right
2: let me google real quick <laughs> google so the happy. they're her day off pants <laughs> Oh, those are chinko jeans. Yes. What am I thinking of?
0: No, 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 no. Keep going with this.
2: (laughs) No, no, because that makes me think of... Hold on, now I need to look them up. Where's, like, 90s jeans? She looks like she's... Jeans from the 90s. Okay, so she's wearing,
0: like, classic 90s mom jeans, right? Just, like,
2: yeah, classic 90s mom jeans.
0: She's not wearing
2: chinkos. Sorry. Chinko jeans are such
0: a good... Would be such a good out-there look, though.
2: Yeah, but not for... Yeah, no. Yeah, they're huge.
0: (laughs) uh, Siobhan (laughs) likes to go to raves. Just...
1: Miss <laughs> Siobhan in that she's wearing the classic mom jeans and like a blouse, what <laughs> what color is a the shirt blouse? of some sort.
2: Nope, never mind. She's got on a Mickey Mouse
0: t shirt.
2: <laughs> she's got on oh, a Mickey Mouse t shirt.
0: That's so good. I love her mm-hmm. so much. Uh, bless it. Uh, when I was growing up in like the you know late 90s, early 2000s, my mom had this oversized Tigger crew neck oh. sweatshirt. Nice. And I definitely do envision like Siobhan wearing like that kind of look. Like the the jeans mm-hmm. with like the hair and the scrunchie oh, and like the crew neck sweatshirt. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Um well while we're talking fashion, um I think that Eleanor is the type of person who would wear like jeans and a t-shirt and like a blazer over it.
2: Ah, okay. All right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Good luck. So I come back from the uh from the kitchen with a cup of mm-hmm. coffee and give it to Eleanor and say, Yeah. So um I assume you you found something or figured something out?
0: More than a little bit. First of all, this coffee is a godsend, so thank you for that. But, yeah, I mean, how much dirt do you want on this guy? And where should we start?
2: Um, As much as you have and at the beginning.
0: Okay, well, what haven't we got? So, let's break it down. And she pulls out um, a few different... Boots
2: and cats and... (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, she pulls out um basically a big file folder and i think starts like spreading out some uh like news clippings and like public record documents there are some things with like stuff blacked out and stuff highlighted and she like hands you a copy and is like perusing over things um Mm -hmm. and uh you guys probably she probably talks for a little bit outlining certain things but the basic gist of it is what she gets down to is this All right, so the entire Sloughton family is full of swindlers and cheaters and bigots. The only difference with Morty is he's bad at it. I have it on good authority, and I believe it, that that's the reason that he got stuck out here in Revenant instead of Anchorage or Juno with the rest of them. You know, they probably figured they could give him a cushy, low-responsibility job to keep him out of the way without having to worry about him mucking things up.
2: Couldn't even do that right. Problem
0: is he mucked things up, right? So... I don't believe for a second that the Slufton family had his case dropped out of kindness. You know, there's probably more than one cousin that would love to see his ass rot behind state bars. But then, the last name could do without the reputation of, honestly, an extremely clear cut case. Especially not one where we could have factored in his mayoral actions and comments at the town hall and, you know, probably played a lot of things that we needed to. Anyway, it could have gone a lot farther than they really wanted it to. And this is definitely a political move. Not that it matters. You know, I'm sure much of their voting block would have only loved them more for it.
2: So what is what does all this mean then?
0: Well, what are you trying to get done here, Siobhan? I
2: don't I don't want him to be back. I don't want him to be back and I want him to, to be exposed. Right? I want I want this to get out and all of all of it to to get out there. People need to know that that this happened.
0: All right. So are you talking about a smear campaign? Are you talking about filing more legal actions against him?
2: I mean, I'm not sure legal actions would do it because of, you know, family connections. We literally just tried that and we see where it ended up right here where we are. So I don't know, maybe a a smear campaign or maybe just an expose of some sort
0: well who are you trying to get this information out to
2: i think people of revenant have a have a pretty good start right i think we all saw what happened uh that night at big billy's
0: yeah it seems that uh definitely didn't help him much around here
2: right so i'm wondering how much of this is like public
0: She sort of sighs and drops the folder on the table and leans back with her coffee mug cupped in her hand and says, well, I mean, you know how politics are. A lot of this is open secrets. A lot Mm -hmm. of it is favors. A lot of it is under the table dealings with people that if you started to pull the thread on, it would only unravel more and more of them. So there are people who will go pretty far to see some of this information protected. And I'm sure I don't have to tell you that. I'm sure you understand, but... I have to believe there's something we can do and I'll help you with it in whatever way I can. But I'll ask you the same thing. I ask all of my clients and I'm asking you as a friend, which is how far are you willing to take this?
2: As far as it needs to go. I don't look, I, I work for, for the federal government and I love what I do and I want every aspect of what I do to be run by people who also love what they do and are legitimate in what they do. So I can't have this, this family of crooks mucking it all up. I have some contacts with like radio connections. I'm sure they have other people that they know in like bigger cities. I don't know if any of them would be willing to help out, but I think it's a start.
0: It's not nothing. And that's something. I think <laughs> if your first concern is Revenant, then what you need is you need a new mayor.
2: I think I know someone.
0: Daisy Kennedy. <laughs> Canada- no. <laughs> <laughs> you have to give her a few years. The youngest mayor.
2: First. Oh,
0: yes, good. <laughs> uh let's give our girl martha some screen time yes please Mm
1: -hmm. hello
0: oh hi oh she's got a new voice i love it did we recast for
1: season
0: two no is (laughs) is martha inexplicably different we recast
1: i don't know i've always (laughs) been martha it's no i i lost Uh, it it's it's gone gone. gone.
0: some things are meant to stay gone (laughs) yep (laughs) oh goodness okay so martha It is Tuesday afternoon, or early afternoon, um, and you're at Hawks again. You know, you're about two months into your periodic magic lessons at this point, and I don't know that they're, like, strictly regular. I don't think you guys are on, like, a every Tuesday and Thursday afternoon, we have magic lessons. Like, it doesn't seem like that's how it would work, um, but you guys have had several of them at this point. And I find it hard to believe you wouldn't have tried to press a few things at this point. So what I want to know is is there anything in particular you would have been asking Hawk to help you with or give you answers about up to this point?
1: Um
0: because I don't want to like play out the whole curriculum of like Martha goes I I to magic school, but <laughs> I do want to sort of like know what you would have tried to be getting out of these things so I can know what information to catch you up on.
1: Um, well, I feel like I would have a little bit of a better understanding of how the magic works. Mm -hmm. Um, this is going to sound really simple, but like, it'd be nice to know how to use it, like, use the magic physically, if that's possible, Mm -hmm. um, rather than just like, hey, I can track animals or, um what's the other one like jinx stuff but like actually being able to like fight with it and yeah
0: do you have hmm, i don't remember what your last level up was have you taken any like combat magic moves i
1: did take the big whammy which lets me roll weird instead of tough on kick some ass
0: Right. Um, Okay, yes. So I
1: think a good way to explain that would be, like, using the magic somehow. So we definitely
0: should have talked about this by now. Cool. Um, So let me ask you another question, which is, how much do you, Tim, understand about the way magic works? Like, I know that we've sort of established, like, that Martha has this understanding. um, But I'm not convinced that, like, you as a player, and this has nothing to do with you. It's like, I don't know if I've done a good enough job revealing in the text how it functions or like what the lore behind it is and some of that has been a bit like obscured on purpose But i do want to know like where you are at with it in terms of your knowledge and appreciation of like how this functions
1: so my basic understanding of it is that um magic is everywhere Mm -hmm. and uh it kind of piles up in specific locations, especially where it's less densely populated because it's not being used Mm -hmm. as much. Right. Um, And then that allows for someone with abilities to tap into it. Um, Yes. Yeah. Now I don't think I understand why it's getting stronger currently. Mm -hmm. Because I know Hawk mentioned something about like the magic is getting stronger. So it's not like staying stagnant. Um, Correct. There's something happening.
0: Okay. And you don't necessarily need to understand that yet. However, there is one other aspect of it that I think I wish were clearer than it is. And so let's talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um, And this is just, this is an Alex-Tim conversation. This doesn't have to be like like a Hawk and Martha conversation, but we can assume that they've had it, which is... One of the things about these spots where magic sort of builds up on itself is that these places begin to take on specific qualities, right? We did talk a little bit about that.
1: Like what kind of qualities?
0: And that's what depends. So it depends on the nature of the place. And we talked about this a little bit in the Winterlude. Um, one of the examples we used is that the Bermuda Triangle like, is a place right. where this magic sort of builds up on itself. And as people begin to become like suspicious of this area or like feed into how mysterious it is, like the magic responds to that. So it's basically, it's a feedback loop. So the energy that starts to go into the magic of an area then, like, basically colors the effects of that magic and the way that that magic interacts with the area around it. Does that make sense?
1: Um, I don't know if I'm completely understanding what you're saying. So, like, if... Yeah, I don't know.
0: That's okay. Um... <laughs> so, using the example of the Bermuda Triangle, Yeah. Um, that's a place that has been sort of, like... Defined by a lot of disappearances and by a lot of like paranoia about what it is and what it can do. There's a lot that we don't know about the Bermuda Triangle, and that's partially because like information doesn't come back from it. Um, And so, what I'm telling you is that within the lore of this universe, the reasoning behind that is that in that space, like the magic that sort of is particularly effective in that area, the magic that is resonant within that geographic location um responds to the perception of it and becomes magic that then like obscures information and maybe like when people fly into that area there's a magical field that like blacks out transmissions or causes people's navigation systems to not work like so the magic of that area takes on certain very specific effects on people and things and equipment because of the energy that people put into it
1: Okay. So the magic itself is all the same. It just takes on different properties based on how people view it or how they think of that, that area. Is,
0: yeah. That's the beginnings of the understandings of this like very nebulous right. idea that makes sense in my brain. So I'm glad that that <laughs> is at least coming across. Yeah. So basically like If you have this area and people are all, or okay, if you have this area and you have a person who is going into the Bermuda Triangle thinking, like, oh, this place, like, I might never come back from this place. I bet I won't be able to find my way out of it. And they fly into that magical field. Like, magic is very empathetic and the magic responds to that by then, like, manifesting those statements to be true. Does that make sense? So
1: then that's, yeah. And that's one reason why when. Martha was going through her, um, uh, the different tags, like Mm -hmm. the pain, violence. Um, that's why it lashed out in more of a harmful manner than something that was more like concealing or obscuring information. Yes. 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 Yes.
0: Yes. So understand that. Understand also the relationship between magic and its physical environment. But yeah, there are two things you need to take away from this. And one is the relationship between magic and the place that generates it the other is the relationship between magic and the people who use it so there are two things that can impact magic and then magic impacts those things as well it's kind of complicated and i don't blame you for looking at me like what are you talking about <laughs> but basically like
1: people no, no, no. like it's people who it's tap really into a magical source sorry.
0: i think sort of you can think of it as unconsciously um leave traces of their own energies in that source and then also, like, the area okay. and people's perceptions of the area influence the energy of the magic. Yes? Okay. So we know for a fact yeah. that, like, Revenant and the gates of the Arctic area, like, this whole area is, like, one of these magical zones. We are clear on that, right? This isn't, like, a spoiler.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: what? Wait,
1: really? <laughs> that yeah, that no, came yeah, through. We, we were very Good. clear on that. Excellent.
0: Love it. <laughs> So this area is famous for being a very like, untamed area and being a very undeveloped area and being an area that like doesn't have a lot of structure or society or civilization in it. So the magic in this area, as you have found out, is kind of uncertain. It's kind of like undeveloped. It's kind of tangled up with like, the wilderness and the environmental aspects here. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, we got ourselves some magical play-doh.
0: Yes, yes. We can form yes, it yes, into yes, anything yes, we yes, want, yes, just yes, like the yes, spaghetti yes, formers. Yes. yes. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Great. Excellent. Wonderful. Good. Cool. So let's talk about combat magic. <laughs> 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 now that you've gotten Alex's introductory magic 101 class out of the way. Um so yeah, so you want to learn how to do like offensive magic. And I think that And
1: defensive.
0: It's called the big but wary.
1: like... <laughs> okay fine
0: um how do you pitch this idea to hawk how is it that you come to him and say like i want to be able to hurt people with magic
1: not people necessarily uh but i think it might start off with like uh martha maybe in the middle of a lesson like maybe the idea of the monsters or these creatures that have been like popping Mm -hmm. up of a Revenant, like are becoming more prevalent in Revenant. Mm -mm. (laughs) Um, Where's Andrew? We need to bust some some rhymes. Uh, But yeah, so maybe it comes up with the monsters or creatures being more prevalent in this area. And this is a way that I can protect myself and also the people around me that I care about.
0: Yeah, okay. Um, I was going to have you like roll a, a manipulate person to like see how effective this was, but I don't think you need to. I think that particular explanation like works for him. Um, and I think that okay. that's something he would be very receptive to, even if like reluctantly, because I think this becomes very apparent to you early on in your lessons. He really doesn't want to teach you how to become like a magical weapon. <laughs> And that's and that's kind yeah. of, like, not what he's interested in at all. He's,
1: yeah, and that's not what I want to be right. either.
0: But I think when you pitch it as, like, look, I need to know how to protect myself and these creatures, and because, like, this is becoming an increasingly prominent aspect of our lives. Like, I want to be able to, you know, stand on my own two feet and protect other people around me. He can't really say no to that. So, give me a minute, because I need to figure out how to explain yeah. combat magic in this universe. <laughs>
1: Is it something that would take physical form, or no? I'm not saying like Martha makes this
0: samurai sword of magic. No, it's not like a Green Lantern situation. It's not that
1: at all. No, okay, yeah,
0: which is like a good way of thinking of it. But no, it's it's not that. I think it's more like, um, you know what? We have characters for this. We should probably use them (laughs) instead of talking (laughs) hypothetically about what our characters in our role-playing game would do. Um. (laughs) Combat magic is difficult. It's doable, certainly, and it's almost dangerously easy to do, especially in a place like this. But it's important that you understand what your goals are when you set out to do something like this. Visualization is very important, Martha, and it would be easy for you to begin weaponizing your magic, you know, lashing out. And I think, would you have told him that this happened accidentally before?
1: Um, The one with Ben or mm-hmm. the tree? Yeah.
0: Either one. Um, Either one.
1: I think probably like we've developed a, a close enough relationship where anything involving magic is necessary to talk about. Fair, yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I would have told him about both of those.
0: Okay, so your conversation at this point is probably more about how to control that and make it happen intentionally. Okay. Okay, so um, you've already experienced these moments where you unintentionally lash out in these ways and, and, and use this force. So you know you can do it. And there's no doubt in my mind that you're very good at it, but what we need to understand is how best to conceptualize this force, how best to work with it. Magic is extremely volatile, Martha, but extremely responsive. If you know what it is you're trying to accomplish, magic will help you achieve that goal. Think of it less as a weapon and more as a tool, a means to an end, if you will. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense.
0: Okay. So mechanically, what this means for you narratively is that if you are trying to, like... Accomplish a magical effect in combat for your big whammy, for example, um, then it's gonna work the same way that combat has always worked, which is you'll tell me, this is a thing I wanna do. And you're not going to be like, I hold my gun and then pull the trigger and the bullet leaves the chamber. <laughs> like it doesn't work that way. We're gonna reverse engineer things a little bit. So narratively, you will tell me what you want to accomplish, and then that will work backwards to create the magical effects from there. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Love it. So now you have your big whammy. And that's good to go. <laughs> and now you can... Da, 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 you can use it intentionally, which is great. <laughs> cool. Um, where do you go when you leave Hawks?
1: Um, let's go to the ranger station. Okay, great. Say hi to some friends.
0: Cool, some cool some friends. friends. Um, well, we've established... <laughs> friends.
1: <laughs>
0: well, we've established that Siobhan was off today, and we've established that Kennedy was there this morning, but going to leave around two. So I think that means that the people at the ranger station currently are Ben and Riley. Yeah. So you waltz yourself on into the ranger station. <laughs> um, I think that Riley is sort of manning the front desk, and they see you, and they smile, and they offer little, sweet little Hey, Martha. Hi, Riley. I just love Riley a lot. <laughs> uh, how's it going today?
1: It's good. Um, how are you?
0: Uh, you know, can't complain. You looking for Ben?
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is he in?
0: Yeah. He, uh, he'll be right back. I think he just ran over to the office for a second. Cool. Um, so as predicted, Ben walks out of the office and he is holding in his hand. Um, I think it's just like an, like an article or a piece of paper or something, but looks up at from it and sees you and totally lights up and greets you with like kind of a surprised and delighted expression. Uh, Martha, hey, I didn't know you were going to stop by today.
1: I didn't either until about 30 minutes ago. <laughs>
0: uh, well, the, the whims of fate are mysterious. <laughs> that, that's not anything. What?
1: So do you have anything going on or just work?
0: Uh, You know, just work is work. Oh, yeah, actually, there is something I wanted to talk to you about, though. Do you have a minute? I mean, Yeah, sure. I, I'm thinking you had a minute because you came to the <laughs> ranger station. Um... <laughs> Yeah, you want to go for a walk?
1: Sure, yeah.
0: Great, love it. Um, So he grabs his jacket, and the two of you step outside. I'm not sure what conversation you were expecting him to have with you. Ben looks a little bit, I don't want to say concerned, but he's definitely got something on his mind. And it's definitely, I think, a look that you probably recognize by this point, which is the look that he has when he's trying to work out some sort of puzzle when he's trying to put together some sort of intellectual conundrum, as I think he pretty frequently does. This is probably like a hobby for him. Um, the gears are turning in there. And he says, hey, so, um, so I've been thinking about something. That, you know, the giant plant in the woods. I mean, you remember the giant plant in the woods, obviously. What kind of a question is that?
1: No, I don't remember that one, Ben. <laughs> well, there no. was a giant
0: plant, and it was in the
1: woods. <laughs> oh, thanks.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, happy to help. But how is... Well, it was kind of an, in, an intelligent design situation. I mean, even with magic and my limited understanding of it, it doesn't make sense that something that sophisticated would evolve in a single generational instance to prey on something that isn't a natural target. I, I mean, I can't, I can't figure it out.
1: So what are you saying? Are you saying that someone made
0: this? I don't know. I mean, I don't even know how that would be possible. But when things evolve in natural systems, even things outside the usual understanding of biology, they still follow certain rules. Things evolve to better adapt to the circumstances they're already in. And for a plant to to become something that far removed that preyed on such a specific target with such a fascinating multi-tiered mechanism, it doesn't it doesn't make evolutionary sense. There's something I'm not seeing here, and it's driving me crazy.
1: Well, do you want to go back to the site where it was, where we found it? Would that help?
0: I already looked. There's nothing. Huh. I mean, there Um, are some burn marks. You guys did a number on that area, but there's (laughs) there's no evidence. There's nothing to support the idea that something like that would come into existence.
1: Well, I mean magic Ben.
0: (laughs) no 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 i get that but even magic there have to be rules right
1: i mean yeah that sounds right um i can i can talk to hawk see if he could answer any questions i don't i don't really know
0: it may not even matter i may just be banging my head against a wall here but it's well you know it's been not a good
1: intuition so (laughs) well anyway as ben chugs his water (laughs)
0: Dehydration is important, <laughs> especially when you're working in the parks. <laughs> Did you know that more hikers every year? Um, no. Anyway, <laughs> I was going to pull a statistic, but I do not have it. There's some statistic I'm sure about hiking and dehydration. I know about how many people go missing in the woods every year. How many people go missing in the woods every year? Um, specifically in national parks. It's uh, several thousand, actually. I have it written down somewhere. Oh, wow. Did you know that actually several thousand people go missing in national parks every year? And it's probably dehydration that does it. <laughs>
1: Ben, stop telling me <laughs> this. I don't need to hear it.
0: Well, I mean, I hardly think that you're ben, in danger. you tell of me that. this every You've... time I see you. Oh,
1: thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Several thousand people go missing every year. Love, sweet Ben.
1: <laughs> oh man. Wait, Ben. How many thousand?
0: Several, at least. Oh. I, I oh, have okay, it. I don't cool. have it off the top of my head. I have it written down somewhere. So that's the seed of that conversation. Is there anything you wanted to add, Martha?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Okay. Um. Yeah.
0: Well, I think Ben sort of shrugs it off after a minute. He's like, you know, I, I'm I'm probably overthinking things. Anyway, uh, what have you been up to today?
1: Uh had a little magic talk with Hawk.
0: How's that going, um, by the way? That's so fascinating. I'm,
1: yeah, I'm learning a lot. And it's really, really interesting, but it's kind of it's difficult to grasp. But
0: yeah, well, I don't blame you there. That guy knows so much. Like, he knows more about the history of this town than anybody I've ever talked to, I think.
1: Well, he's lived here for practically his entire life. Well,
0: yeah, and his family before him, you know, anyway. And it's small town stuff. It's easy to keep track of the lineage, I guess, if you're directly involved in it.
1: So did you do anything else interesting
0: today? Uh, No, pretty much just, you know, work. I regret to inform you I'm not that interesting a person. I'm probably going (laughs) to figure that out at some point, so I might as well just get it out of the way.
1: Well, <laughs> I think you're interesting, Ben.
0: Aw, that's cute.
1: Does Ben say that? Oh,
0: that's cute. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that was me, your keeper speaking. Hello. Hello, it's me, your Hi. keeper, Alex. Hi, everybody. I'm Alex, the keeper of the <laughs> horror Borealis you may know me from. <laughs>